Welcome to the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay. This is your positive path for spiritual living. Now, I know that every so often we can forget that every moment brings opportunity right? (laughs) One, because maybe we don't want to see it because we're so caught up in our own thinking, our own fears, um, our own limitations, or our own conditioning that we aren't able to just take a breath and really experience every moment, even the ones that don't feel so good, as an opportunity. But that's what I want to share with you about as we really go into um, the fourth week of the Fall Small Groups program on the four agreements. The third agreement for the um, four from Don Miguel Ruiz is what? Don't take anything personally. No. Don't make assumptions. But did you just realize the assumption I made that you would know that? (laughs) Right? How many of you assumed that I was going to make a corny joke this morning? (laughs) Tell the truth. Yeah, you assumed it, right? Well, (laughs) what happens when you assume? Don't answer that. But notice, notice that even in that question, what happens when you assume? I'm assuming that you know that. I'm assuming that you're going to answer the way that I think you're supposed to answer. Our lives are full of assumptions. Can you, know, can you recognize that? Can you see that? Now, Don Miguel Ruiz in his book actually talks about not making assumptions. Quite honestly, I think that's really, really hard to do. I think that as soon as we woke up, we started making some maybe conscious, maybe some unconscious assumptions, right? The coffee maker was going to be working There wasn't going to be traffic. I was going to get to service on time. Who thought they were going to be at service on time and were a few minutes late, right? Yeah, I mean, come on. But we make all these assumptions. For me, more important than trying not to make assumptions is to become aware of the assumptions that we're making and to become aware of whether those assumptions are supporting us or are limiting us. Because assumptions can really be a way to experience more freedom. There's a difference between making an assumption and having an attachment, right, to that assumption. There is a difference between having an assumption and not only having an uh, an attachment, but an expectation to that. And what I would think is making an assumption and then bringing intention behind it. I don't know if you recognize the nuance. Actually, I didn't even recognize it for the 9 o'clock service because it just came to me right between because I was talking about making healthier assumptions, but I didn't realize that the second component of that is then not to create an expectation, but to create intentions, to really allow ourselves to then move into those healthier assumptions that we can make for ourselves. But why are we doing this? Well, Don Miguel Ruiz talks about the wisdom of the Toltecs, right? That's his own wisdom understanding. And what he says is to be a Toltec is a way of life. It is a way of life where there are no leaders and no followers, where you have your own truth and live your truth. Sound good? A Toltec becomes wise becomes wild, and becomes free again. How many of you in this very moment are open to become wiser? 
Yes? How many of you are open to getting a little wilder? <laughs> oh boy, now we know where the wild people lie, actually. There was some confusion around that at the 9, 9.30 service, but uh, we know where the wild people are. How many of you are willing to step into more freedom? Yeah, feel that. Feel the intention within you to be more free. And feel, actually, the assumption that life can provide you with the opportunities to be more free. To assume that life is working for you rather than working against you. That life is bringing you an opportunity to experience more of your truth rather than limiting you to the ways in which you thought yourself to be. And we make these assumptions and we live through these assumptions. Domingo Ruiz says, all the sadness and all the drama that you have lived in your life was rooted in making assumptions and then taking things personally. It's like we've forgotten our curiosity, though, right? Um, I was thinking about uh, an experience that I had. Actually, I, I, I shared it with you once before, but a few years ago. So I have a son who's five and a half, almost 13, uh, and I have a niece who is five years old. And a few years ago, my niece, Ella, she was in that stage of why, why, why. Anybody experience a child with the whys? If you don't, I have one to share with you, <laughs> so you can experience it. But it's just a really interesting thing because, I, you know, I'm trying to be all conscious. I'm trying to really, like, be present for my um, niece. And all of a sudden, my sister, who was riding in the car, just goes, do not engage. Because she knows it would go on forever and a day. But it really, in that moment, struck me how we are so born with curiosity and little by little, we're domesticated into feeling like curiosity may not be such a good thing. Or we can be curious to a point, but don't look behind door number three, right? We are able to be curious. We're able to ask questions to a certain point before we start feeling like somebody's going to make us feel like we just don't know anything, like we're dumb, like we're limited, right? And little by little, we just let go of that desire to ask more questions, and it's such a beautiful thing to ask questions. It's such a beautiful thing to live in the questions because really, for me, life becomes really exciting in the questions. Whatever is being experienced, to be able to ask questions, not assume, but to ask questions of that experience or assume that the answers or the questions themselves are going to bring you to a deeper place of understanding and setting the intentions of being curious. Isaac Asimov says that your assumptions are the windows on the world. Scrub them off every once in a while or the light won't come in. So in making those healthy assumptions that life is bringing me opportunity, that life is bringing me the things that I'm going to need, it's healthy to just really examine some of the other assumptions that you've been making, or even those same assumptions. How many of us assume God will be a certain way with us, right? Like if we pray hard enough, God will answer, right? Because we're assuming that one, God needs us to plead, and we're assuming that if we plead strong enough, the world will be exactly as we want it to be. How many have you run to that wall and hit it before? Right? You know, I'm um, actually turning, it's a big number, I'm, well, 
for some of us here is a big number. I know I got some faces earlier, the alerts over too, but I'm turning 40 on Thursday. Yes. <laughs> and some people realize what a big deal that is, and some people are like, oh, stop it. Uh, but, you know, I look at my life, you know, and I remember the 16-year-old who had planned their whole life, the 16-year-old who had an assumption about how life was going to be, right? I was going to go to college. I wasn't going to be a minister. I was going to study political science and economics. I was going to marry a really wonderful woman. Most of you know how that turned out. <laughs> I was going to find that woman um, at age, I believe it was 25. By 28, I was going to have kids. By 30, life was going to be smooth sailing. <laughs> Didn't turn out that way. But in making those assumptions about how I was supposed to be, I started to look at why those assumptions were in me in the first place. It wasn't that I wasn't only living them. It was that I was actually asking what they meant. For example... Me going to college and studying what I needed to study, right? Where, if I was really open and curious about where that assumption that that's what was going to make my life happy was coming from, then I could understand, actually, <laughs> I'm not living my truth. I am living somebody else's truth for me, right? Or actually... I don't like the insecurity of not knowing where I'm headed, so I'll just take whatever road somebody else tells me I should be on. Experienced that before? And so it's the opportunity to be in the question of what these assumptions mean for us. Even in relationships, right? How many of you have assumed about relationships? Yeah, we have expectations about relationships, right? There's a little cartoon I found, actually, there we go. I was assuming it was going to be right there. Um, here comes my date now. When I first met him, I assumed he was a good listener, but that hasn't been the case. <laughs> so we make assumptions about everything, right? We make assumptions based on everything, based on somebody's look, based on our experience with somebody. You know, they say the first time you meet somebody is the most um, important time that you'll, that you'll connect with them, right? Why? because we know we make assumptions based on the first time that we meet somebody. And that's just in getting in relationships, right? Like somebody tells us, you know, um, I love the circus. And all of a sudden you um, assume that because you also love the circus, this is it, I'm marrying this individual, right? <laughs> or you don't like the circus and they tell you that and you say to yourself, oh my God, they must hate animals, right? I mean, some people have that assumption. Where's the truth? Right? Well, the truth for me is in continuing to ask more clarifying questions, to be able to really see what's in front of you, to be able to experience what in that moment the opportunity is. Now, that's just at the beginning of the relationships. Now you've, you know, moved in with the individual that shares that one like uh, that you have, and how many of you have either spoken it or heard, you should have known that. You should have known that's what we do every Friday night. You should have known I wouldn't like that movie. You should have known that I really wanted a greeting card because today was the third anniversary of the second date that we had, right? <laughs> but these expectations that we create for ourselves and in asking why we've assumed those things, there can be freedom. 
For example, I realized that I've said that to my husband, right? Like, you should have known that. You should have known that that's what I wanted to do. Well, actually, as a spiritual being, I tell myself I have the intention that I'm constantly evolving. Yet in this relationship, I don't want them to see me evolve from a decision that I've made over and over again. Interesting to be with the question, why wouldn't I allow somebody to think otherwise of a decision that I want to make, of evolving from the ways that they've experienced me in the past? Something for me to think about, right? We also have assumptions about how we are supposed to be, how we are supposed to be in order to feel loved in a relationship, to feel whole, to feel worthy in our relationship with God, right? We have to be good little boys, good little girls. We can't experience fear. If we're a good metaphysician and a truth student, I will just affirm all that negative stuff away without really looking at it, right? And how many of you, I'm going to ask a um, personal question here. How many of you have made an assumption about me before? Be true. Be honest. Be honest. So I'm trying to work with people's assumptions of me, right? Um, and some of them are really wonderful. <laughs> and some of them I'm really working on seeing them as wonderful. But one of the things that I am, <laughs> one of the things that I'm really learning is that even in the assumptions that I deem to be negative, I could really learn a lot about myself. Like, so I will share with you that one or two or maybe three people have shared with me in the past that I am very controlling. And there's a part in me that wants to be very defensive and, and just cut it off right there in that moment. But I ask myself, okay, so this person made an assumption about me. Is it true? Can it be true? Is there a way that I am showing up even if I don't believe it to be true, which, by the way, I believe it to be sometimes true, but even if I don't believe it to be true, in this moment, can I see how somebody else can perceive me as controlling? And do I care about that? Maybe the answer is no, but maybe the answer is yes. Maybe I want to connect with somebody, and so I'm just looking at whether the ways in which I want to communicate are being received the way I want them to be received as much as possible. Right? You know, I mentioned um, earlier, even like the, um, somebody coming up to me and saying, you know what? You're a jerk. And all of a sudden, I, right? Like, you're a jerk. Feel that, right? Somebody calling you that and you kind of close up a little bit maybe. And again, you want to be defensive. And maybe you don't believe it for yourself. Maybe you do. But is it true in some instances? Can I allow for that? And if I want to say, no, I've never been a jerk, then ask yourself, I ask myself, is it because I feel that if I'm not a jerk, I'm not worthy, I'm not lovable, I'm not a child of God, whatever it may be. So continue with the questions about the assumptions made about each and every one of us. Now, I mentioned the negative ones, but what about you're awesome, you're cool, Right, my, my five-year-old just got a little girl to say that he was the coolest, the cutest, and the smartest of the kindergarten kids. Um, and some of us will hear that, and we will, what do we do when somebody pays us a nice compliment? All right, all right, right, and just brush it aside. We're not as comfortable. What if you also asked the questions and sat with curiosity when somebody said to you, you are the coolest person ever? Am I? How do I show up as that? 
what is within me that is perceived in that way? And all of a sudden, this assumption is not only um, taking you away from your own limitations, but is really affirming the ways in which you want to experience yourself in life. Now, we also make assumptions about life, right? I mentioned my 40 years and how things were going to be. Um, yesterday, we had a wonderful celebration of life here. Somebody passed, and uh, we were here. And it just made me really conscientious about one of my greatest assumptions, that we're going to be here forever. How many of us, in assuming that we're not good enough, that we're not ready, have assumed that we have time to really live out our purpose, to really experience God and ourselves in a different way, well, I can't handle that right now. I can't go for that job right now. I can't set in motion things because I'm just so busy with how life is or even with my own thoughts that I'm not going to step into the journey that will take me to the place where I want to be. We limit ourselves based on that one assumption that tomorrow is promised. Now, again, I will assume that I have more time to share who I am, but I will set the intention to work on the things that I need to work on to be able to more fully express all that I want to accomplish and be in this world. And so working in those questions, really experiencing them, is a wonderful thing that brings us to a freedom, to a freedom to really know the truth of our being, a freedom to really question what life can bring to us, question the ways in which we are connecting and showing up and building community and positive relationships around us. It's an invitation to be gentle with ourselves also, right? As we sit with the questions of, am I a jerk? <laughs> um, am I controlling? To be gentle. This is a journey. But that in itself can be a new assumption that you decide to take on. That life isn't supposed to be all smiles and giggles, but that life is a journey. That the journey itself, assume that the journey itself is what brings you that sense of peace, even in the moments of not feeling that. And set the intention that as challenges arise, right? Like, we, you know, especially when we first come to unity, we're like, all right, if we follow these metaphysical teachings, you know, to the law, we are going to manifest the world that we want and we will not have any problems. Anybody have a problem since they've walked into Unity on the Bay before? Yeah? I have. But so my assumption is no longer life will be, a, you know, life will feel good all the time to life is a journey that will teach me. Life is an evolution that will really fill me. And with that, I set the intention that when challenges do arise, I can walk through them knowing my truth without necessarily uh, limiting the way in which it shows up. So I was looking up uh, some Bible quotes, and I came, you know, about questions, and I came upon one that was so interesting to me because every time that I've read it, I've always thought of it as a prosperity Bible quote. And it's from Mark chapter 7, verse 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. But as I sat with that, I mean, it's three different ways in which we are to be in the question, right? Ask, 
Ask what the assumptions, ask what this opportunity is all about. Ask what is going on within our own being in those moments where we're assuming things about others, when people are assuming things about us. Seek, seek out what the deeper meaning in these relationships and these assumptions really are and knock. Really step fully into curiosity. Really step in through the threshold to a place of being totally curious about the ways in which life is shaping up for you. Totally curious about the ways in which relationships are showing up for you. Totally curious about the ways in which God is in this very moment holding you and setting the intention for a greater freedom, a little bit more wildly ways <laughs> and a little bit of a wiser experience in those moments. One of the things that I love, um, uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, that he says, it's actually in another book, but he says this, we are not in a hurry, but we have no time to lose. We are not in a hurry, but we have no time to lose, to become curious again, to live in the question and to see the many ways in which those questions themselves are the ways in which life is blessing us. Thank you, and be blessed. Thank you, Reverend Juan. Everybody is raving about it. I think even some people from the nine o'clock service stay to hear it a second time. <laughs> We're so blessed to be spiritually fed by Reverend Juan and Reverend Chris and everyone here by our music ministry. And the message, and if this message this morning, if it fed you, and if you want to be in the flow of not only receiving but giving, now is your opportunity to give back to this community. We have giving envelopes in front of you, or if you want to go green, Please text UOTB to 73256. We'll put that number up on the screens. It is up on the screens. Giving is a sacred demonstration of your prosperity, so I'll give you a few moments in silence to prepare your gift. We thank you for your gift. Let's bless these gifts together. Divine love that I am blesses all that I give and all that I receive. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay, a spiritual community located in Miami, Florida. Unity on the Bay is supported by the generosity of its community. If you'd like to make a donation or learn more about Unity on the Bay, please visit unityonthebay.org. You can also follow Unity on the Bay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for even more positive spiritual inspiration. Until next time, thanks for listening and many blessings. Namaste.